Good evening. Thank you for joining me again. Um, today we're going to talk about education. With most of the school districts of deciding they're going to move to distance learning, and for a lot of people, that's a difficult transition. And there's no one solution for education. And so let's be clear. Education is the most important thing anybody can do for themselves, for their families, for their communities, and for the world, if you want to think about it, for all of humanity. But there is no one-size-fits-all solution to education. Education is as individual as all of us. And while our traditional public schools may work for somewhere between 30 and 60, 70% of the people, that leaves a huge chunk of people who it doesn't work for. Or maybe a different solution would work better. And we now have a chance to rethink how we deliver our education. You can't convince me that if we design an education system from the ground up, it would look anything like our public education system of today. We wouldn't design it that way. It just it wouldn't make any sense in the modern world. That's not how the world works anymore. Our education system was designed for a world where everybody got up at the, with the light and went to bed with the dark. We now have light bulbs. We now have electricity. Information is now cheap and easy to access, not hard and expensive. There's no reason to do education in the same way we used to. And this is not a dig on our teachers or the staff who work. They, they do honorable hard work, but they are stuck in a system that doesn't work. And you know, I want our teachers to be free to teach, not dictated by politicians or activist parents. Activist parents should take their kids to school where they learn exactly what they want. So there are solutions. There's micro-schooling, you know, where people essentially create their own micro-schools. You can actually think of it like the old single classroom. Then there's distance learning, kind of the public education distance learning, and if those work for you, those are great. There's the unschooling, that is, that is catching on, kind of the unschooling method, where it's child-directed, essentially, but not really. <laughs> where you let your children's interests dictate how you teach them things. Like if a child is interested in music, you teach them lots of stuff through music. You teach them history through music. You teach them math through music. You teach them science through music. Right? You can do these same things, but you, you use what they're interested in to teach them. And then there's the charter schools and on and the private schools. And so what we have to think about is that education dollars shouldn't be for the system. They should be for the children and for their families. Because that's ultimately who has to live with the repercussions of a failed education. It's not the system, it's not society, it's an individual. We don't know what the children of today, what my grandson or my granddaughter, we don't know the education they need for 20, 30, 40 years from now. We don't know. So we have to teach them this foundational. It has to be foundational education, and politicians need to get out of that. 
we need to give parents and students the power to control their own lives, to control their own education. So when they reach out into the world, they are ready for it. Our children are no longer ready for the real world. And it's our fault. But we can change it. We can rethink why and how we educate people. Education is not a group effort. It's an individual effort. One person has to do work to educate themselves. Other people can help. But it's up to that one person. And if you want to help them, you have to help them where they are. Not try to force them into a system, into a box. It doesn't work. I'm a perfect example. The school system didn't work for me. You know, luckily, we didn't have zealots in government when I was going through school. I was kind of allowed, as long as I didn't cause trouble, you could miss half your classes and get through school. You could still graduate as long as you could ace your tests. You can't do that anymore. You shouldn't have to. Taking someone who is an anxiety-ridden kid and putting them in a school with a thousand students is a really stupid idea. When I grew up, we didn't know any better. We know better now. We shouldn't be doing it. 19% of U.S. adults have some form of anxiety disorder. 19%. 31% of people will have an anxiety disorder at some point in their life. It's almost a third. School plays a part in that. If you educate someone wrongly, it has a long-term side effect. We must rethink how we educate ourselves and our children. Money must stay with the children. For far too long, our educational system has been concerned about the system and not the children. It's time we flip the script. It's time we make it about the children first. It's not mean we throw our teachers under the bus. I'm a firm believer that teachers should get a sabbatical, a paid sabbatical, after year 12. So they can go re-educate themselves, recharge their batteries, learn new skills, start a business, become something bigger and stop being a teacher if that's what you want they shouldn't be stuck they should be allowed to grow just like their students hey you live in a neighborhood <laughs> so as we talk about education and as we think about how we're going to make it through these next few years because it might take that long hopefully it's a few months hopefully I misstated hopefully it's just a few months half a year a single year but hopefully we can remember 
that it's the children that are important, not the system. Thank you for your time. Good night. And love everybody. Man, it got loud here all of a sudden.